Cool. Hey guys, welcome to Two Side Outdoors, where I'll be talking about camping, fishing, hunting, survival techniques, and anything and everything. So sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. So, what's up? Not much. Just uh, <laughs> excited for my first podcast. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm actually trying to look for where I put my notes for this. Okay, there we go. Never mind. Cool. I found it. All right. <laughs> so, let me do a little introduction. So, the person I'm interviewing today is actually my boss, Jared Brown. Um, other than that, do you want to introduce yourself a little more? Uh, well, yeah, my name is Jared Brown. I have uh, been doing pest control, man, for a little over 20 years, and I'd like to say I loved every minute of it, but, uh, uh, no, there's, there's always times when there's headaches and whatnot, but, uh, been doing this for about 20 plus years, have a few kids, uh, been married for a little over 20 years as well, and... Pretty simple. I like riding bikes. I like anything outdoors. I like camping, fishing. Uh, I'm not too good at fishing, but uh, <laughs> I still like to do it. But no, oh, yeah, it's good just to get out there, really, more or less. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into some of the questions and stuff. So, what really got you into the idea of going into pest control? So it was one of those things where I never thought, I never thought this is what my career path would be. Okay. It was never, uh, I guess, a conscious decision. I, so I was going, I had no, pretty, really no direction. I was, my next step out of high school was college and I was working my way through college with the pest control company. Um, and, and so I think, you know, throughout that time I found out, oh, I like the, I like the industry. It's a pretty cool job. It was, you know, you know, paying the bills, whatnot. And then, so finally, after you know a few years of doing it over and over, I mean, actually, it was more like five or six years. And so, it was something where I thought, you know, what I could do this. I, I feel okay. like I feel like I I can take the risk, and am comfortable with that. I think that was the biggest mm-hmm. part of like is you know make, making it making the choice. But you know, that's it. It kind of just fell in my lap, if you would say my lap, if you would say it. It, uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't really, it's like, just like, boom, just, just an yeah, idea that, like, hey, this is, let's do it. <laughs> this is it. I feel like I'm good at it and I feel like it'd be, it's, it's a good solid industry. And as far as we know, it's pounded it's out been, and yeah. it's been good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, you think about like recently with, with COVID and, and something we had never seen before. No, with yeah, the pandemic totally new. Yeah. and you think oh wow okay what's that going to do to 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 work right like are we going to have jobs next week oh, is yeah. it you know <laughs> i'm sure you had the same question no. <laughs> and so you sit there and let the dust settle and you know it's still it just keeps rolling and then you know i've been through a few different uh, recessions and yeah, we do have customers that end up canceling you know because they can't mm-hmm. you know, they lose jobs or whatever and 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 that makes it obviously tough but most of the time, um, 
you know, it's business as normal. Like it's people still don't like bugs and, oh, yeah. and they don't like rats. They don't B- want the... bugs and rats. Are right. Never going to go away. I don't think. No. Oh no. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I think, I, I think it's a pretty resilient industry and that's not really why I chose it at the time, but I've kind of has seen that over time. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a pretty good, um, pretty good way to make a living and create jobs. And no, oh, yeah. So cool. Um, let's see. So what was your mission like to really, I think maybe we kind of covered that right now with what you kind of explained. Um, like when I first started? Yeah, I guess. So when I first got started, it was, uh, I was probably, I was about your age. It was, I was 28 and, um, I was more on the sales side of things and I was young, I felt aggressive and I wanted to just go and, and just take over. And this was the time when I lived in Texas. And so when I, when I first started, I started with an office in Dallas. And so my, my goal and my mission was I want to grow aggressively as possible. Mm -hmm. And so uh, at the time, it sounded like a good idea, <laughs> and and it was. I mean, it was. You know, with every experience, you're gonna learn, learn things. Um, you know, so we ended up expanding pretty fast to different cities and in, in in Texas, and um, but it, you know, it comes at a price. Like oh, yeah. it was, you know, it was uh, it was good for us at the time, but at the same time, and looking back, it took a lot of my time, like 15 hour days plus, you know, and and. And when no. it's your only focus, you, it has a strain somewhere else in your life. Yeah. It, it put strains on other other parts of my life that uh, I needed to like step back and really look at that. So, mm-hmm. um, so initially, that was my mission was to go take over the world, pretty much. Um, <laughs> take over the pest control yes. industry. Yeah, and just and you know and, and do it and and be and, and and you know just do it do it big, um, which I felt like I did that for a little bit, and at least in my in my eyes, I did. And, uh, but now. I would say that that's that's changed, and my you know my mission now is I, I want to create something that's good for everybody it touches, to where okay. I don't need I don't I don't need to have five offices to feel satisfied. I like having the office we have and the growth that we have with the employees that we have, so that it can feel more like you know, a, more of like a family friend base versus just another number or another employee that walks in the door. Someone else on the spreadsheet kind of. Right. Thing. You know, exactly. Because, you know, when you when you come in, I think I think each person that comes into their office, I mean, I think they would like to feel important in that, no, in yeah. that realm. Feel important, feel, right. feel welcomed at their job and kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Right. Instead of just, <laughs> I show up, I go home, no one cares. and Yeah. <laughs> So that's been that's what I, I that's so so that's what I would like and like to continue doing. I hope I hope it feels that way right now. I think, um, but that's what I want to do. I want it to be something to where you know people are happy with what they're doing. I feel like your job is typically going to take over a majority of your life or majority of your time. It's so like why not enjoy yeah. it? Why not at no, least yeah. you know there are going to be bad things about about work, obviously, <clears throat> but I think. Uh, I think if we can create something to where it's somewhat enjoyable and people enjoy it and like it, then it's a good thing. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> um, so since I'm an employee as well, 
um, in this company. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you look for in an, in an employee usually? Um, you know, it's kind of hard because each employee is going to be different. Uh, you know, things that I look for in I say employees in any in any relationship yeah, they have yeah, is, yeah, is anything really is uh, you know I want I want the communication to be um, to be like the first the the foremost importance in that so like you know with commu- with with their employees obviously you want people who can who will show up and do their part and oh yeah be reliable reliable yeah. right and 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 take care of the customers and and all that and then everyone will do that in their own way. Um, I think the most, I think the most important part is just the communication, like with, with myself to all the employees and the employees to myself and employees to each mm-hmm. other. And I think it's, you know, as you know, and it's, it's, no, it, yeah. it's hard if someone continually doesn't show up, but doesn't tell you and it's like, Oh, sorry, this, I mean, then, no, then yeah. an excuse comes. Well, if there's communication, then it's, you know, there's more, it builds more trust, I believe. No, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that's what I think. I think it's, I think it's just mainly the communication. And, you know, if, if, you know, I, I would like to feel that the employees feel they can come and say, hey, this isn't, this doesn't sit well with me or what you did is, you might want to look at this or feel okay. like they can at least have a voice and say, you know, be brutally honest with myself so that, because I know I'm not perfect or the way that we set things up are perfect, but I want the employees to feel they can say, you know, their minor, what needs to be give said, ideas, kind of right, what yeah. needs to be said, right. And because they're, you know, it's, they're, be, they're seeing it through their eyes and... You know, so everyone yeah. sees everything differently. Yeah. Right. And it's, there's, that's how I think progress is made when, when they feel like they can say things and give ideas. And so that, mm-hmm. again, just comes down for me, communication by far is the best. Cool. Um, what do you think like some of your responsibilities are as the actual business owner? I think coming on the same thing, my, it, I think it's my responsibility to communicate. Oh yeah, communication expectations like, across the board, basically. Yeah. Um, I think it would be pretty frustrating uh, to you if. You know, you come in one day and I'm extremely upset with you because you didn't do something, but you didn't know (laughs) what you did. Like, I was never told not to, or I never told to do this. And um, and so I think the the biggest responsibility that I have is to make sure uh, everyone understands what their expectations are and what, uh, you know, my expectations are for them and what uh, the business expectations are that, you know, because we each... You know, you have expectations, you know, for Mark and Eric and Maddie, and you expect, hey, if something changes on my route, I expect you to I'll communicate a, to me. A notification right? of some sort, right? yeah. Because we've all been we've all been out there, hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. We knock on the door, and, they're, uh, and the customer's upset. I told the office, and they, they start, you know, they just lay into you. Oh, yeah. They let us have it half the time. And then you're like... I, Hey, oh, sorry, I forgot, time. right? Or whatever, whatever excuse comes, but and it happens. But I think it's having that expectation that we're we, we're going to we're going to perform, and I think my responsibility mm-hmm. is to make sure the expectations are set realistically, and I think the expectations need to be. And if, once they're once everything is 
flowing that way. I mean, you can make little changes here and there on certain... No, yeah, it's like critique it a little. Right, and, right. And it's like, I, I'm going to just like answer part of it, though, too. It's like, I feel like just recently, though, probably within the last year or two, maybe more, that it's like seems like everything has kind of just like blended in a lot better. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think I think really has come together. Um, made you know obviously with some changes being made and looking at the. I think at any time in any business, I think you need to always evaluate because it's like a living, breathing thing. I mean, it's always changing. You're always adding mm-hmm. new accounts. You're losing it's accounts. Like it itself is like its own little organism thing. That's sure right. Yeah. And so it's always you always have to. You, you have to look at it um, through a different, you know, if you can, through a different lens, thinking, okay, well, what is, what's changing in the world? What's changing in our industry? What's changing in people and our customers? Mm-hmm. You know, like, the what are their needs? Well, it's like even looking at that, look how, like, the whole COVID situation, everyone right. was home, everyone realized what they had at home <laughs> yeah well and you then you see an increase in our business and mm-hmm. so then now we have to adjust and we have to think okay what are you know how do we how do we still meet that need when it when the need is is increased uh, drastically increased yeah. drastically yeah. and then it's harder to you know have people come to work because you know they're either the fear of, of having the virus or whatever and it stopped, you know, like with, with products being delivered, things change and, and, oh, yeah, and time delivery, frames and delivery. And so then it's slowed down, still, still giving that great service to increased amount of customers at a, in a period of time where it's very difficult. I mean, it's, you have to mm-hmm. look at it different and you have to react differently. You have to, you have to make changes. And so, but okay. yeah, I would say, in the, especially even before that, I think, you know, the, we've been adapting pretty well, I think, and we see... We see things that need to that need to change, and I think that's that's the hard thing is knowing when to when to make that change. Make that change, yeah. and sometimes you're like, "crap, that's a little bit late," but <laughs> but it's yeah. this way life goes. Yeah, <laughs> but I think honestly, and it's pretty simple. I think one of the biggest things that our customers have liked, um, you know, now that the world has changed to technology has technology changed. Technology has yeah. changed. Very simple is instead of making the phone call. Now they can text us on the mm-hmm. business line, even though it sounds, um, you know, really elementary. I think it's. I think that alone has given that, the customers a good way to communicate with us, and they, and they just like it. They like that ease of. No, yeah, it's like a lot of our newer customers. They tend to prefer texting. They prefer it over phone calls. Right. But then there is like the few still that landline only. Right. And so I'm like, you know, for me. If you know, I, I if it's not a person I know, I usually don't answer my phone. Mm-hmm. But if it's a text, you're like, okay, you can like you can. No, yeah. <laughs> you know. But then it's like also and... technology though. Nowadays, you send a text to someone, it's like your name automatically pops up on pops the phone up. too. Right. Yeah. I, I have noticed that. That's pretty weird. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe Jared. Yeah, it's like certain <laughs> things like that. Or I had a phone call from a customer today that it came up as their name, and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> doing that (laughs) there you go but yeah i think uh you know as as far as you know my um was it my responsibilities that we're talking about yeah yeah i think it's it's making sure that um that the expectations there and that making the changes when they need to be made And and i think you know it's back to the relationship part of it i think that's 
I have the I have the responsibility to make sure, you know, you're coming you're coming to work somewhere that is operating. Mm-hmm. That's not um, obviously there if there might be things that happen to you know. It's like to, not like I'm showing up to work and the doors shut and boarded up. Kind right. Of yeah. yeah. I mean, I have you know you you're a person. Everyone that works here is you know it's you're a human being and it's mm-hmm. you have you I think you're you have the right to to enjoy what you're doing with work and and i am you know super appreciative of all of everybody and it's my responsibility at the same time to make sure you have a place to come to oh yeah you know and (laughs) and and i think it's um i think that's a lot uh, i think it's i think there's a lot more to that than most people actually think about about. right i think it's i think there's more responsibility there than they want to believe but uh, I feel that way. I think it's I think it's the best thing for um, just everybody as a whole. I think. Cool. Um, trying to think about some other things. Say if you could think or speak to your younger self, just starting out, what advice would you give yourself? Oh man, you know when I read that question, <laughs> and you know I thought I thought of you know there's a lot of different things I would say. The major, the the one thing that came to my mind first was, don't sweat the small stuff, and I think there was a lot of, a lot of sleepless nights worrying about certain things. Whereas I look back, I'm like that wasn't that that's not big picture stuff. That was more little headaches here mm-hmm. and there where, um, they weren't really detrimental to the business or it wasn't, uh, you know, it's not. I think my problem, I not I think I know my problem. I like to have too much control. I think on some on some things, and so I would try to control every situation. And when it wasn't you know perfect, you, you start you know they start mm-hmm. stressing out. Um, and I think that's what I would that's what I would would tell a younger version of myself is don't sweat the small stuff. Don't. You I know, I can see like what you're saying. It's like you try to control the whole situation, but it's just like it's not. It's not going to work like that. No, and then you, just, you, you know you you ha- you you can look at things and There's like some things that are just out of out your control. control. Yeah, you can't, you can't do it. And then you you're making it worse by trying. Yeah. And so then it, once you give something too much energy and it it just snowballs. Yeah. yeah exactly right because it's I don't know it's was one of the things that I wish I I wish I learned earlier in life. But. And it's, you know, and things always work out. Like it's, you know, I think uh, that's, that kind of goes along with the same, with that, with, with bad things are going to happen. They're going to be hard. You're going, it's going to, um, there's going to be things you wake up, you know, like, like COVID, you, you mm-hmm. don't know how it's going to act or, or how the world's going to react. Um, but it's going to be okay. Like yeah, it was, you know, even the worst, you, you can think of worst case scenario and you have to start over and you go, like you go through hard times and, and you know that no matter what, hey, look, as long as I'm resilient and I, I'm, I know I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. with whatever I'm given, then, you know, look, it'll be okay. There's like a little thing that I have inside my truck actually right now. It's a little Velcro sticker okay. that I have on my headliner. It says improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's nice. Yeah, that's really nice, because you have to. Uh, you have to adapt. You have to overcome. I mean, it's just that's just life in general. No, yeah. Everything, you know, you're gonna have to overcome obstacles all the time. And and 
And I think if you're not, like you're, you're not living. Mm-hmm. You need to live and try things and fail, and you need to learn how no, to it's a, you know, if, you, if you don't fail at something, you're not doing something right. Right. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think that, uh, you know, that's how we... That's how we get stronger as human beings, and I think we, you know, you, you that's how you learn new things. You learn mm-hmm. new hobbies you didn't know you had or didn't know you would like or, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> that's a really good point. Cool. Do you have any regrets about any of it? Oh, man, about, do I have any regrets? Or your biggest regret, I guess you can say. In business? In business-wise, I guess. So my biggest regret uh, would have to be when I so when I was still in Texas, I I went to a deal with Terminex. So they bought the company. I'm not sure if I've even, I've shared this story with you. I don't think you have. So yeah. they so I bought I sold the company to them. Um, I had an office in Dallas, ended up selling it, and then I lived in Dallas, but then I started one in San Antonio and then one in Houston. Mm-hmm. Ran it from Texas, so I would travel back and forth. And so they, so Terminix came to me again a year later and said, hey, we want to buy your other stuff. Your oh, wow. te- your <laughs> Austin and, and, or, you know. It's like the other location. Yeah, yeah. the other locations, Houston. So... I said, well, I don't want to be locked out of those cities because they make you sign a non-compete. So the guy was, the guy was, you know, they were, they were really big. Terminix was in the acquisition model where they would buy up businesses. And he thought, he said, well, what if we don't, what if we don't uh, make you sign the non-compete? You just can't try to switch over our customers. So that was the non-compete where we couldn't, if we like ran get... into a Terminix customer, we can't touch them. But to turn, basically turn them away. Because that, at that time, I was running the door-to-door sales team, so they were knocking mm-hmm. doors, canvassing, and they would run into Terminex a lot. So essentially what, this, what happened was I then sold those, sold those to them, and then he came up with the, we came up with the idea of I'll just build them up every summer and then sell them off the accounts. So mm-hmm. every year it was in the acquisition. So... Um, I would have to come up with a new business name. I would oh, have wow. to come up everything every year. It just changed. Like it was, it was kind of fun because it was different and it was you could always kind of like something new each time. Yeah, something new each time, and and then you're doing the startup phase over and over, so you can. It's almost like a trial and error. You're like, well, this didn't work last time, right, so let's, let's try something new or this. Yeah, so that was kind of fun and exciting. But then the regret part came later. So you you're in. With these corporate guys, they're telling you this is the way, you know, this is how much, you know, money you're going to make. This is, you know, what's going to happen to the employees. And, you know, they tell you everything's going to be perfect. And you don't really, I mean, it's like in life, you don't really fully know the situation until you go through it. Mm-hmm. And once you go through it and you start seeing how things really happen, really happened, then it's, then it's like, wow, it's, it really opened my eyes. So... The, you know, the main thing was they said, yeah, the employees will have jobs that we taken care of. It'll just be mm-hmm. like they have a new shirt on, essentially. Well, that they, they, they didn't tell, the corporate didn't tell the local branches. What so was going what, on kind of thing? Right. Well, so 
they found out when they when they find out they're taking over a company, they the peep their operations finds out the day before. Oh dang! The meeting. It's like okay, you're ta- you're gonna have five thousand new accounts in this area, and then operationally, it's a nightmare, right? Everything so has to get all sorted out. Oh yeah! Not oh right my away. gosh! <laughs> so, um, anyways, so they you know they they would have the employees on to kind of sort through the mess, mm-hmm. and then once the dust settles, then they decide who they're going to keep, and so they usually they're going to protect their own first. Oh yeah. And then if there's, if they can, so when my guys are promised jobs, well then, two to three months, you know, I would hear from like, oh yeah, I'm not with Terminix anymore, or or whatever. Um, And so, so the first time around, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then, so when I talked to the Terminix about it, like, oh no, it's not supposed to happen, blah, blah, you know, they'll just kind of sidestep it. Well, it happened two more times, and it, it was just like, the third time happening, happening over and, over. And, and then I was essentially trying to build, you know, something, you know, based on a lie. I've been telling these people that I'm interviewing someone mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're asking me questions like, well, how long have you been in business and what are your plans? And they're wanting some, you know, they're wanting somewhere yeah. to, you know, call home. You know, they want somewhere that they can have some continuity with and, and, uh, then that was hard for me to, that's when I had really, I regret going through that and putting people through that because I couldn't, so I, I couldn't, part of the contract with Terminex is you can't tell the employees because they're going to react completely differently. Mm-hmm. They might, you know, take care of customers or they might, I mean, there could be a lot of different things, you know, people would do. You never know how people are going to react in that. And so they don't find out about the acquisition until the morning of, I mean, you essentially have a meeting. Of the change kind of thing, yeah. A new guy's in here, and they're like, what's going on? And they find out, well, now you're working with this guy. Oh, jeez. And then, so it's unsettling, mm-hmm. you know, to think. And I'm supposed to sit there and say, no, 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 you're going to be fine. Your jobs are fine, right? I'm giving them my word, and then it's just, yeah, it turns to crap. So that's my my biggest regret is going through that I, I think that's that's pretty hard that was hard for me at the time so i find that's what then that's actually why i ended up moving to california because i said i'm done i'm done doing this i'm done working with you guys okay. i so then my the five-year not compete lot mm-hmm. you know, turn i knew it was going to happen like i so yeah. I, I knew the decision and uh it just happened at, a, at the right time my kids were young uh they could, you know, it wasn't like they were in high school. I was pulling them out of like oh, yeah. the favorite, you know, sc- you know, time in school or whatnot. But um, so then that's when we moved to California and start fresh, and then and then here we are. Oh wow! Ten, eleven years later. Eleven years later. <laughs> that's so, pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, that would be my biggest regret is is doing that. The deal with the devil, I guess it would be. <laughs> I mean, it's it was good. Terminates I mean, it was being a nationwide company. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, worldwide, like they have. They have offices everywhere, and and so they were, yeah. Because I've heard like how they do. It's like they buy out other companies pretty yeah. much, and yeah, end up taking over them. But then I've also heard it's like a lot of the customers though too. They get just they lose their other company that they were with. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred. Like, like they, they even sometimes get completely forgotten about. Yes, I mean because it, the it's it that whole aspect. 
you know, if you they need someone just specifically in charge of acquisitions in every place because they they just it bleeds customers like they're oh, just, yeah they're there you'll you'll run into customers and they'll say yeah I just they never showed up they never called they never, nothing ever happened mm-hmm. it was just recent probably within the last week or two that it was one of my sales that I don't know which company it was but they said that he just disappeared fell face of the earth kind of thing yeah and I think it was from a company that got bought out by one of the other companies I'm sure it was because that's you know the way it's pretty sloppy how it's handled and I think it's uh I think it's on the operational level. Once it happens on a corporate level, it's good for them because they see the big. They just see the big, big picture dollar of now, that, right? yeah. And then, but then on the lower level, it's uh, like at the, at the individual office level. I mean, is uh, overwhelming. I guess would be the best way to put it because it's, it's like say you can look at it like the whole little pyramid scheme thing where it just like it. You have the sure, elites yeah. up at the top, and then it's just like everyone else is down at the bottom. It's kind of right. just getting crapped And it gets harder and harder yeah. every level down you go. And so, and it is. Like, that's that's exactly how it is. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that would be by far my biggest regret. And I mean, cause I, I, love, I love the industry. I love what we do. There's people I've hired that I regret, but you don't, you can't foresee problems, no, yeah. you know, before yeah. they happen. Um. I'm sure there's little decisions here and there, but but that would be the biggest thing is I regret doing that because I think it, it impacted more than just myself. Like it was other employees yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. that were friends, like that would, mm-hmm. that I would say you know I had friendships with. Oh yeah, and that's I think that's 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 the hard thing, for sure. For sure. Now onto hopefully happier note compared yes. to that um <laughs> what's your favorite thing about being an owner um favorite thing about being an owner well uh i feel like we're finally getting to that point i I'd like you know i'd like to be um involved in what my kids have going on i like to you know be able to make the time for them and and that has been probably the biggest perk of being able to, like there are some days when I, you know, especially when you're building it and mm-hmm. you, you have to be. It's uh, like the company takes up most of the time. Sure, right. For yeah. starting kind of yeah. thing. And then there's times when it's, and especially when with what we have, it's there's a busy season and a slower season. And so it's it's easier to, you know, volunteer at the kids' school or to be mm-hmm. uh, with them at whatever event they have or, you uh, you know, take them to school, pick them up, whatever is, you know, and I think that that flexibility has been um, what I appreciate the most, just being able to do that. Cool. And, but then in retrospect, when I was doing it earlier, um, I was working way too much. When I was back in Texas, <laughs> when I was saying I was like, the, you know, trying to take over the world, like it was, you know, it's not always that way. Overworking yourself, right? In a sense. Was, yeah, oh, one hundred percent. It was it was completely out of balance, and so I think it I think it also aligns with what my mission is now. I'm not trying to. I'm I'm still I still want to create jobs, and I want you know there to be growth so that you know the employees that we have at least have something they're building and they're you know learning new things and trying. Mm-hmm. There's growth there for them to 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 grow as well. Um, it's just not as aggressive as I was doing before, <laughs> but but yeah, that's I would say that's the biggest the biggest perk is to be able to do that. Cool. 
um, another outlook, I guess, of things. So I know we've gone over it in like meetings and whatnot, but like we'll talk about it right now. Um, our goals as a company. I would like to. Let's see. Uh, like specifically, I would like to get to the point to where um, we out even this, so we just you know we just moved into the bigger office. I'd like to outgrow this office and have a little bit more. Um, Around fifteen to twenty employees total, I think. Eventually, yeah. eventually, yeah. I think that would be it. Would be a pretty good, um, pretty good place for you know current employees like yourself to grow mm-hmm. up. I say grow, grow within the business. They'll grow within, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and um, and to be able to, you know, just evolve and 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 learn new things with it. Mm-hmm. And so that would be you know as far as. It's hard to put a different or a specific. That's like the, the goal that's like up here kind of thing. Yes. So each year, you know, I like to grow, even depending on how, how you look at it. I used to look at it in terms of number of accounts. Well, um, you know, looking at things, and I feel like we, I feel like we offer a really good service, and we're, our response time is really fast. And I think so. Talking about response time like that, the customer that I signed up today, mm-hmm. he was totally surprised with the whole our service window thing. Okay. Because, like, you know how most people would expect us, oh, yeah, give you a service window. We're going to show up at the last part of it. Sure. He was astonished with that. He was like, I really liked it that you showed up at the first part of it. The earlier part. The earlier part. He was like, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, and I think, and you've been here for years, so you know, I mean, that's what we have always pushed, you know, and so... Um, and I think people appreciate that. Oh yeah, you know, and instead of sitting there waiting, same, same day service kind of thing. Sure, one hundred percent. And so I think, I, so finally, um, and this is this could be a regret. This could be, <laughs> all, you know, I, I don't feel like I feel like now we're starting to charge what our value is, like what our worth is, um, and it's and that's no, going yeah, to be. I, I agree. Yeah, it's going to create new opportunities for employees. It's going to create, you know, and as far as like you know what we can. Uh, you know, afford to pay everybody and what we can afford to, you know, bring people in and, and make the business grow. Mm-hmm. So we're not really chasing a, a certain number of accounts. It's more, uh, it is a number of accounts, but at the same time, pricing out what we're doing. It's like accurately. it's equaling it out to right. level out to. Right. Because I think, I think now, you know, if we had, let's say we signed up five new accounts at our old pricing, or we have two accounts at our new pricing, I think we would I mean, I think we're making more money on the less accounts. Mm-hmm. I think our employees are happier um, because they don't have to service as many accounts for less money. So I mean, just I think it just makes the experience for everyone better. And then the customer, um, they see know, the value. They in see it. the yeah. value in it, right? And then, they, and then I think as on our side, we're going to treat them with a little more care because man, they're paying top dollar. No, oh, yeah. Like they're paying they're paying, you know, this is they're paying for a, a good service. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone will then feel that, you know what, I need to I need to give them excellent service because of you know, they're paying they're paying me to do oh, yeah. So um yeah, I think that's I think so each year I'd like to grow, you know, anywhere between like ten and fifteen percent. Um and I think you know, so we'd have to retain what we have, obviously, as much as we can, mm-hmm. and then, you know, grow a little bit here and there. And 
but make it good long term growth. Oh yeah. So we're putting on good accounts, and they know what they're they know customers that are going to program stick. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like I want employees to be here and feel like, um, look, I can be here for the next five years mm-hmm. or ten years, whatever it is. Uh, I want the I want the customers to feel the same. I want source pest control as long as I'm in this house. Yeah, that's that's the oh, goal. Yeah. Like that that would be that would be the goal. I want it. I want. Um, I want to make customers for life for as, for as oh, long yeah. as they're in their house. So, that, I think I would say that would be our goal. I think there's a lot of different goals that we have, um, but more specifically is you know good steady growth. Because uh, I've, because I think even Eric has mentioned it because you've mentioned it as I think to him that um, we've like doubled accounts since yeah like last year yeah or even the year before or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so you were talking about the last two years. I think that's been the really the biggest change. Our retention is like astoundingly better. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's night and day difference. Uh, and there's changes that we won't talk about, but that had to oh, be yeah. made uh, that you know of, and uh, personnel changes and operational procedural changes. And I feel like everything that's happened so far, it's. Everything's blended so well. Yeah, I think so too. Everything's running smooth. <laughs> yeah, so that's so now it's it, the fun part is, uh, you know, to not get complacent, to still think, okay, we can, you can always more for improvement. Always, you can always improve because customers are always going to change. The playing field's always going to mm-hmm. change. The economy's always going to change. So you always have to be ready and looking to see, okay, well, what's going to make the consumer experience better like what's going to be easier for them at least though it's like i think we have a little bit more of job security because bugs and rodents aren't going to yeah they're not going anywhere like you said they're not going anywhere so now it's no let's make sure that people know that they need to use us instead of someone else and that's yeah (laughs) but that's you know then i think i think we have great people i think we have um People that that work hard and, and are are good communicators with customers and take care of them and actually and care I educate think, them and educate educate them, right? them. <laughs> that's that's one big thing I think too and people like it mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, that was that's definitely something I attribute to our successes is the the customers that we have that interact with our employees and the employees are teaching them mm-hmm. you know what's going on and they interact with them. It's like I have some of my regulars. It's like as soon as I get there, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's he's here. Let him just let him do his thing." Do his thing. They don't, yeah. they don't even. They would leave the keys with you. No, oh, yeah. You know, I've right? had customers tell me, "Oh yeah, next time you're here, um, just let me know. I'll set the Bluetooth thing to, to unlock the door, and you go do your thing." Right. And it's like, whoa. You're like okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's that. But that's actually pretty cool. If you think no, about yeah. It. You know, it's like that. It says a lot. It says a lot about you as a person. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it says a lot about the company, but mainly the per- uh, you as a person because you can have another person with the same shirt on walk in, they would not feel comfortable with that. No, yeah, exactly. You know? So it's it's like I've built that trust with right. them. Yeah. Correct. You've done something right. One hundred percent. Cool. <laughs> oh, how far are we? Are you? Oh wow. Um. Has it been a while? Like what? It's been about like 40, 40 oh, yeah. minutes, yeah. Right on. It's kind of hard. You don't even realize. <laughs> it's like you don't realize because you're just yeah, kind of like talking. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Well, it's like we can talk about a lot of the stuff about the company itself or 
really anything. It's like if you want to ask me questions about stuff too, it's like you could. Okay. Or like, yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to start a podcast? Like to me, that would feel pretty. Uh... It's like nerve wracking kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'd like be talking. super nervous. <laughs> yeah, super nervous. Well, it's like, like how I said, it's like, I got the inspiration from a customer that I made a friend, and they happen to have a podcast. And then I was just like, well, at the time, it's like, we had a lot of drive time in between stops, so I was just like, I could just do it right here, just in the truck, while I'm driving, just talk to myself kind of thing. So when you, when you made that decision, you literally just like, press play, and you're like, hey. Well, it's uh, like, I... I <laughs> I got the name for the podcast more or less from a nickname that my uncle gave me. Okay. The two side part right. was when I was, I think I was like 10, we were in Colorado visiting my uncle, visiting family out there, and I don't know if I was like sitting funny on something or something like that, but it's like my butt hurt. <laughs> and um, my uncle asked me, he was like, which side hurts? And I was like... Both sides. And then after that... <laughs> that's all I told just like, that's Both sides. It. My uncle just gave me that name, Two Side. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> but it's funny, like, yeah, but then it sticks, and it's... Yeah, and it just, yeah, stuck, it's your, it just never stuck yeah. with me since. That's and it's cool. like, okay, I'll, I'll name a podcast like that and keep it outdoors just because of... I like all the outdoors yeah. things. Oh, I think that's cool. So what are your what are your goals with it? So you asked me the goals for the business. Like, what's what's the goal for the podcast? Is it hobby you want to take it's it it's more or less of a hobby but i would like to take it out there a little more and interview other people right. about other things i think it's you know when you were you you've talked about like previous um you know previous people you've had on the show and and different topics and i think yeah because that one i was talking about was like current events what was going on in the world yeah, at the time yeah right but i think if you were to ask 10 people that same, you know, that or talk to 10 people about the same conversation, mm-hmm. the same questions, you would get 10 completely different, different answers. Yeah. And so I think it's the cool thing about, about what you're doing with this is, is it's never going to be, it's never going to be the same no, yeah. thing. You know, you're, you can talk, ask the same questions. You can ask people, you know, why they do what they do or what are your goals or what are this at each, each one is going to be, completely different mm-hmm. and I think it'd be a cool way that you know you meet people you really get to know them uh, I think that'd be a cool no oh, yeah that's why it's like a cool thing that you're doing eventually want to do that it's like I want to try and um, interview like my nephew or just sit down and just chat with him okay because he's had military experience um, and he's very outdoorsy and then also he just has all these different random ideas with things so it's just <laughs> like I kind of want to know what he's thinking about with sure. all these certain things yeah or it's like my cousin, same thing, military experience, but he builds tiny houses. Really? Yeah. He's built a, like a tiny house, and he has another one that he wants to do as another project, just a small little like studio one. Okay. Like, does he want to sell them, or he just builds them to live in them? He, I think he wants to sell the one that he currently has, so he can build his other little one Dude, that he wants. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think that would be kind of like the minimalist idea, I think, is, mm-hmm. is kind of appealing to where... Um, to simplify life a little bit. No, oh, yeah. You know, you you have less bills. You have all. You think about it. We don't. You really don't need the big house and the, like that's that was one thing I learned from, from moving from Texas to here. 
to California. You guys have a bigger house out there in Texas? Yeah, because you get more house for your money. So mm-hmm. houses were super cheap, and you have it was like who has the biggest house was the whole thing, and and um, I don't know, like that that was one thing that changed in our in our perspective is like well one mm-hmm. of the things is in California you can you can be outside a little bit more. Yeah, it's either super hot or super cold or the weather is just not not the best. Not so you better like your house because you're in it all the all the time. Um, but then, you know, now it's like, you know, we don't even use half of our house. And oh, yeah. I think the, I, I think that. having like a, you know, one of those tiny houses and think, you know what, if I had just a place to sleep, you know, and food and shower, like all the basics and just no, oh, yeah. Do That's whatever. basically it's like what do he's, he set up inside of his house. He has his little kitchen, his bathroom, then up top. So it's like two story. He's made it two okay. story basically. So he has a little loft up top where he has like a cargo net type thing going. Sweet. And then he has his bed on one side. And then his other side is his computer gaming stuff that he messes around with. Yeah, that'd be cool. He's single, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of easier when you're single. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's I think you know that was that you know my wife and I, Amy, we talked about you know our kids. My youngest is now fourteen, so it's still a few years mm-hmm. away. But as they, um, as they you know grow up and move out and whatnot, like that's I don't know about living in a tiny house, but downsizing the simplifying, house a little, yeah. yeah, for sure simplifying. Um, just because, like, it's, I don't know, I just think it's, just, be, just what, oh, yeah. easier, like, it's, like, I, I've, I, you Small know. Small electric bill and whatnot. I've had the big house, <laughs> I've had the big electric bill, and it's not worth it. I'll tell say, you that you right get, now. Do you guys have solar right now? Uh, we have solar, yeah. Yeah, so we. Does that help out a little bit? Tons. Cut our, <laughs> cut our bill in half. Oh, nice. Yeah, so my neighbor just bought it. So he, he bought his panels, and so once he pays it off, then he'll, mm-hmm. you know, won't have electric bill or whatever at least that's the goal where i'm doing the i guess we call it the lease option to where um the company that i bought them for or that i that had that they're technically their panels on my house yeah and it just i just pay them a lot less than i was paying the other company okay so but i cut it in half and i didn't have anything out of pocket (laughs) so it's i thought it was i thought it was a good thing (laughs) i just wasn't sure when we first moved here you know we when we moved to California, we weren't sure how long we would be in this in Temecula. Oh wow! So because uh, we we don't have family around, we and so we weren't really sure. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna make a long term. Like if you're gonna buy the panels, you're you're like oh, you're making a long term yeah. you know commitment to where you're thinking, okay, I'm here for twenty years. Um, so now I probably could I probably could have purchased. Just thinking them, about but, it afterwards, yeah, yeah. but it's. Put file out in the regret in the regret, regret category. <laughs> no, but they're still expensive, man. I probably wouldn't have paid for them. That's a little bit too much money out of pocket for me. Oh yeah, they're. I've heard they're pretty pricey. Oh man, he was. I think my my neighbor paid like ten grand for them. It's like, dude, I don't have that kind of money just sitting around. So <laughs> his kids moved out, so maybe oh, that's why geez, he's, yeah. able to, maybe. he's able to save money. So yeah, but. But yeah, that, that'd be cool. I would think I think it'd be cool to have to 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 have your your nephew on to learn about that because that's you know someone who builds tiny houses. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a cool thing. And it's, he did it all basically by himself, watching YouTube videos, just figuring out okay, measure this, do this. Like I I helped him a little bit with it by like welding some of the stuff on his um on the actual trailer frame, yeah. just like reinforcing a little. Just so, so is that what he built weight. it on the trailer yeah. frame? 
So this he can a... move it wherever? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So what does he do for, like, plumbing? He's plumbed the whole thing himself. Really? And mm-hmm. so then he, he'll have, like... Well, like, toilet-wise things, he's... I think he's going with, like, a compost toilet. Compost, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what... Because I've looked, um, like, at, at some, of my, some of my my friends that have... That have uh, RVs, mm-hmm. yeah. Which uh, hopefully I, I don't know. I don't. I doubt I'll ever buy one. But um, but they're one of them has a compost, and so because oh, wow. you have to have you have to have the the hookups. You know, no, all hookups and whatever. But if you don't have a hookup, then it's just whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> so he he converted his over. But just curious. No, that's what that's what he has, and then just the right other plumbing stuff is that stuff just strains out whatever. Just, Wastewater. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's pretty cool. So who else? Do you have anyone else in mind you want to uh, get on the show? Not really. Yeah, it's just me and them. <laughs> you know what you should get? You should get Mark and Kiefer on talking about their PlayStations. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you get them both go, man. I think that would be, that'd be pretty interesting. I don't know how I would go about that, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I think it would be interesting. To, I think it would be, I think like anyone you you brought on, I think would be a good, be a good fit for you. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the whole gaming thing with them. That's they're pretty I, into it. Yeah, they're pretty into it more than me. It's yeah, like, me too. Yeah, I have a gaming system and stuff, but it's like I don't go that crazy into <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it makes them happy, I guess. So yeah. it's cool. And it's like yeah, PlayStation Five, and uh, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. But uh, yeah, hopefully, I think I think uh, um, I think they would do. I think they would do it if you wanted. Oh yeah, to. I, th- I, think I think they would do it too. Yeah, I think they would have a good time on it. But no, actually, I think I, I actually want to get Eric on talk to him about all his little mini businesses that he does. Has he told about his recent one? The the whole um, sweet bread thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexican bread. Yeah, so he yeah, so he's uh he just always got something mm-hmm. trying is trying to do you know whatever whatever it is and I think uh, have you tried the bread? It's good. No, oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, he was telling me about how long it takes him to make it. No, oh, yeah, he told and, me that too. And I was like, I was thinking, damn. <laughs> but but that's but you know what's funny is you know starting a business it's never i mean you hear the people who get rich overnight quick and, and it's never and an easy thing just, though either oh no because there's so much like blood sweat and tears that go into everything and there are days you wish you didn't do it and there will mm. all i mean that's just part of it and so you know to think back i'm like but that's kind of the exciting part you know like you put everything you have into it yeah and and it could be to make money. It could be, you know what, because I like it and I want to make a little bit of money at it. It mm-hmm. could be a hobby. I mean, you never know oh, yeah. where it, things will go like that, the, what you want to, want to do. So, yeah, that would be interesting to hear what he, because he's told me a little bit about it, but I think, you know, if you really start digging in and asking questions about oh, it, yeah. then I think you can really get a lot of info and uh, get insight, I think. No, it's like some of my other episodes and stuff, it's like I've done where I'm just talking about random thoughts. Like there, I was talking about UFOs the other the last time, <laughs> and like Bigfoot, and just like do people actually really think that Bigfoot's out there, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you hear you, yeah, you see all kinds of theories, and 
and that or it's like the Mexican folklore, chupacabra and stuff like that. Okay, so what like that's the I saw a thing about uh, I can't even pronounce it chupacabra. How do you say chupacabra? Chupacabra. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, that's what. Like the theory about it, it's like yeah, they say it looks like a dog. Okay. Yeah. But they're not real. I you don't know. I don't think they're real. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the like the pictures that I've seen, it's like they. What they have is a picture of a coyote that has mange. So it's uh, lost so all its hair. Yeah. That must have been, because I've seen a picture. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it was real or not. Like, it just seemed like it was real. Um, but I know that makes sense, because that looked like the picture that I saw, too. And it's like, I, I've <laughs> actually seen a coyote like that before out in Duluth area out here. Uh, it scared the crap out of me. It was chupacabra. That's, <laughs> that's why I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. Walking around the house, this thing shoots out from under their deck, and it's just like... Oh, man. It's like... <gasps> That's the worst when you come around a corner and and just something, whatever, you know, it could be something small or big. Oh, something here at the office freaked me out the other day. Coyote showed it across the really? the stairway as, as I was walking down one yeah. day. Just Especially when you, you're not supposed to see a coyote right at the office. Oh, yeah. You know? Then, what, it was just yes, I think it was yesterday, um, pulling out. The coyote was crossing the road right here. Crazy. Yeah, there, it feels like feels like they're just getting... Because usually they're out at night, right? And, Mostly, yeah. And now, I've, I mean, we've, I've seen them in my neighborhood in the middle of the afternoon. Like, they're not they're not afraid of anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not afraid of anything. I still don't know what I would do when, like, when you would say you open up a bait box and you have rattle, rattlesnake, rattlesnake right there. Oh, yeah. That would freak me out. It still freaks me out, even, yeah, yeah, even I mean, knowing. <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah, that's, that's a little crazy for me. Never had it happen yet. <laughs> but I'm not really looking at too many bay boxes right now. <laughs> Except my own at my house. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you should... I think you should... Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing to have some people on. I think it's a good... I don't know. I think it's a good thing for you. Uh, it's, it makes it easier to actually even like record in general. Just because it's like, okay, I actually have someone else to talk to instead of me just... Thinking in my own yeah, thoughts. so I would think that would be hard. That'd be hard for me to sit there and just talk, and you know, because you're you're essentially just talking, not asking questions. You're not. You no, it's know. like I'm asking questions, but it's like they're not necessarily being answered. It's yeah. like I'm coming up with an answer for myself, kind of thing. <laughs> but I guess it's a good way to, you know, to really come up with some ideas. You know, you can mm-hmm. start, you know, talking out loud. Sometimes helps. Sometimes I'll do that. So I guess I, oh, yeah. I could see that what you're saying. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any other questions for you. Um, what do so like? What do your friends and family think, or do they know about your podcast? Oh, they know about it. Um, Does anyone think you're absolutely crazy? Mm, not yet. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because I think when when. I had people tell me when I first started the business, you're crazy, it's too risky, it's all this, you know, dumb, like you're mm-hmm. just whatever, you know, whatever their opinion is, right? So you think, I would think a podcast to some people would seem scary. It seems scary to me. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, that would be a tough yeah. thing. Um, and I think some people would think it would be, like I said, crazy. And I was just curious. Yeah. Well, what it really is, it's just like kind of like a talk show that gets recorded. 
and then post it afterwards. But it's the po- like you're posting it every like it's being critiqued. No, yeah, true. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> I actually haven't really gotten any like feedback from it or anything like that. Like I can see like how many listeners I have okay. or like constant listeners. It's like I have like probably like five or six currently unique listeners. That's it. Got it. But I've had listeners from almost all over the world though too. Whoa. Yeah. That's I'm cool. I'm even surprised on that. Like yeah. I look at like the demographics for it and everything. I'm just like whoa. I have people listening in Australia, India. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's got to make you feel good. Thinking, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you know. But it's like a majority out. of it is in the U.S. Right. Would it feel, like, how would it be, or how would it feel to to get feedback? Like, so, like, you know, for. Honestly, I would like it. Because it's like, okay, I, I know what to ask or right. answer sure. um, more about it. Um, it's just. I guess it would be good feedback, really. I think so. I think, especially something like this, you know, people will say what they want to hear more of, mm-hmm. or I would, I wish you would ask these kind of questions, or... Or it's like, if they have a question for me, I can sure. answer it, yeah. Yeah, that might be a cool thing, too. But yeah, I think that would be, for me, would be... Well, that especially in starting the business, you know, you, you have to have, you have to be open to... Um, it's like open to criticism. The feedback, you know, yeah. to have that have that criticism because, you know, if you think you have everything figured out and anything you're doing, you're completely wrong. Like there's always someone who is going to be smarter or faster or whatever it, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? They're going to do something. You know, you're not. Uh, no, no one's going to be perfect at it, and so I know sometimes it's hard. You know, to think, you know, that's when our, your pride kicks in, right? You're like, okay, no. I'm, we're doing good, like we talked oh, yeah. about, and it's like, oh, but yeah, that that it, the person is right. You know, <laughs> it hurts, like it no, still yeah, stings yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like, you know what? They're right. And yeah. It's it, everything needs to be looked at, and I think, and I think, you know, people, you know, if they can't do that or they or they don't, I think it's it just will hurt their growth. I think. I mean, from doing this podcast, I assume like, you've grown as a person. No, right? yeah. It's like, but it's, you have to accept the fact though. It's like, okay, people are going to criticize you. What can you do to change? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, you know, and some of it is, some of it's good. And some of the criticism will be, you know, maybe a personal. Or what's the other word for it? Constructive criticism or something right. like that? Yeah. 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 So some, and I think, right. You like, look at, okay, what can I, what can I take from all of that and to make this, business better this podcast better or mm-hmm. myself better and uh but yeah that's really the only way because sometimes we can't see what's right in front of us you know we think we're doing what's right or what's the best but then just one you know that one other view out from outside oh, yeah tweaks it all and you're like oh well that is better mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, that's cool but i think it's cool what you're doing i i really uh like when you first asked me to be on it, I thought, man, man, that makes me a little bit nervous. Just because I've never <laughs> done anything like this. No, yeah. Um, and to think, yeah, people are gonna listen to this is kind of like, well, okay, all right. Well, it's just no. like they got a little insight of like, okay, what it what it is for a business and everything, right. what it takes, kind of. Yeah. Um. I just like the different, I guess, viewpoint of it. Sure. But I've really appreciated it. I guess it's been, I feel like this has been a good experience for me. <laughs> Something cool. different. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Very cool. But, cool.
Well, I guess on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Okay. Where'd you find all that music at? Is this still recording? <laughs> no worries. <laughs>